Hello everybody and welcome to Music for a While. I'm Jay Nordlinger, music critic in the New Criterion. Someone wrote me and said, if you could have the music of only one composer with you on a desert island, whose would it be? Well, it would be Bach's, the music of Johann Sebastian Bach. Or the music of God? Is there a difference? Let's begin with Bach, the very first prelude of the first book of the Well-Tempered Clavier. The recording will be a little crackly. That's because it's by Samuel Feinberg, the great Russian pianist born in 1890. Here is that simple, divine, perfect C major prelude. We have heard the prelude in C major from Book One of the Well-Tempered Clavier, played by Samuel Feinberg. Did I say the composer is Bach? Well, it is. Let's have some Chopin now, his Etude in C major, Opus 10, Number 1. In a sense, it's that Bach prelude, exploding.
How about that? That was the Etude in C Major, Opus 10, Number 1, by Chopin, played by Maurizio Pollini. Again, I'm Jay Nordlinger, bringing you music for a while. The producer is Scott Immergut. If you'd like to subscribe to our podcast, you may do so at iTunes, Google Play, and so on. If you'd like to write to me, the address is nordlinger at newcriterion.com. If you'd like to advertise on our program or sponsor it, let me know. If you'd like to receive the podcast by email, links to new episodes, again, let me know. Now, let me do a little reading from a review I wrote the other day. Carnegie Hall launched its new season with a concert by the Cleveland Orchestra under its longtime music director, Franz Welser-Mürst, the Austrian. Why did Carnegie call on a Midwestern orchestra to open its season? I'll answer a question with a question. Why not? Welser-Mürst and the orchestra began their concert with a chestnut, the Merry Wives of Windsor Overture by Otto Nikolai. We used to hear this more often than we do now, along with the Poet and Peasant Overture by Franz von Suppé, and other tasty chestnuts. Yes, indeed. Let's savor the Merry Wives of Windsor, the last few minutes, not of the opera, but of the overture. Wonderful stuff. Baby, that was the overture to The Merry Wives of Windsor by Otto Nikolai, played by the Berlin Philharmonic under Herbert von Karajan. 
Now, some more reading. The Metropolitan Opera, the Mighty Met, as Martin Bernheimer called it, opened its season with the great American opera, Porgy and Bess. Did I say the and not a, the great American opera? Yes. Furthermore, I regard Gershwin, the composer of the opera, as our greatest composer. The songs, or arias, or duets, or choruses from Porgy and Bess are well known. We have them with our mother's milk, some of us. But chances to see the opera complete are few and far between. The Met first staged Porgy and Bess in the 1980s, and had not again until this season. It can be interesting and surprising to hear the songs in context. Porgy and Bess begins with Summertime, that beloved lullaby, which is one of the most famous American songs in the world. Gershwin gives you no chance to applaud after summertime. He moves on with the music. I thought of Nessun Dorma in Puccini's Turandot. Leontine Price used to sing the great hits of Porgy and Bess in recitals with piano and concerts with orchestra. Summertime, My Man's Gone Now, Bess, You Is My Woman Now, which requires a porgy to be sure. But do you know that all of those pieces are sung by different characters? Clara, Serena, and Bess. In fact, Porgy and Bess is a real ensemble piece with a slew of singers doing important singing. Right, well, I'd like to play Leontine Price, not in any of the three numbers I've mentioned, but in a fourth one. Singing with her is the American bass baritone William Warfield. The two of them were married, by the way, for a short time. If there were no crown bass, if there was only just you and Poggy, what then? I love you.
absolutely amazing. Leontine Price and William Warfield in I Loves You, Porgy from Porgy and Bess by George Gershwin with what was called the RCA Victor Orchestra conducted by Skitch Henderson. Never was there such singing as by Leontine Price. Now, go back to that Carnegie Hall concert, the season opener. One of the pieces on the program was the Triple Concerto of Beethoven. It is for piano, violin, and cello, as well as orchestra, of course. I'll read from my review and aside. People like to denigrate the Triple Concerto, as the critics sitting next to me in Carnegie Hall did. I've never really understood why. The concerto is not Beethoven's best work, that is a very high bar, but it is still a Beethoven concerto and will provide satisfaction for as long as people listen to music. You're damn right. Let's lead into the last movement and hear some of that.
And it keeps developing from there. Again, we've been listening to the Triple Concerto in C Major by Beethoven. May I jump to the end, the last few minutes? Oh, yes. That was the marvelous Triple Concerto in C Major for Piano, Violin, and Cello by Ludwig van Beethoven. The performers were Sviatoslav Richter, Piano, David Oistrock, Violin, and Mstislav Rostropovich, Cello. Behind them were the Berlin Philharmonic Orchestra and the aforementioned and afore-played, in a way, Carion. Well, I was writing about politics recently, I said that someone should have told someone else to, quote, take this job and shove it. Do you know the song by Johnny Paycheck, 1977? Actually, Johnny sings it. The song is David Allen Coe's, popularized by Johnny. Take this job and shove it. I ain't working here no more.
I've been working in this factory for now 15 years. All this time I watched my woman drowning in a pool of tears. And I've seen a lot of good folk die and a lot of bills to pay. I'd give the shirt right off of my back if I had the guts to say. Take this job and shove it. I ain't working here no more. My woman done left and took all the reasons I was working for. You better not try to stand in my way as I'm walking out the door. Take this job and shove it. Lord thinks he's cool One of these days I'm gonna blow my top And that sucker, he's gonna pay Lord, I can't wait to see their faces When I get the nerve to say Take this job and shove it I ain't working here no more A woman done left and took all the reason I was working for That was Take This Job and Shove It by David Allen Coe, sung by Johnny Paycheck, born in 1938 as Donald Eugene Lytle. I would now like to play a song of a different type, a Sicilian song called Amuri Mancatu, not sure of the pronunciation. The composer is Marco Betta. It will be sung by Marcello Giordani. I reviewed him many, many times, mainly in opera. He was a classic Italian tenor, virile, robust, the real McCoy. He died a few days ago. He died in the town he was born in, Augusta or Augusta, Sicily. Here is that song, then.
Italian tenor, Sicilian tenor, Marcello Giordani, in a Sicilian song, Amuri Mancatu, forgive me if I mispronounced it, Sicilians, by Marco Betta, B-E-T-T-A. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me. Late on September 30th, I wrote this for the new criterion for the website. Like many of us, I've listened to Jessie Norman sing my entire life. I've written about her for about half my life. I wrote about her this very morning when writing a New York Philharmonic review. One of the greatest singers who ever lived, she comes up again and again. We will never forget her. Her voice and her music making will never be out of our heads. She was from Augusta, not Augusta, as in Sicily, Georgia. But she spent some time in Ann Arbor, Michigan, my hometown, where she earned a master's degree from the University of Michigan. One of her teachers was Willis Patterson, whose wife, Frankie, was my high school math teacher. Mrs. Patterson is a wonderful woman. Very few singers have been as versatile as Jessie Norman. She sang songs and operas of virtually every type, every style, every period, every language. I think my favorite recording of hers, however, is an album of spirituals, which she made in 1979 with the Ambrosian Singers, conducted by Willis Patterson. During certain stretches of my life, this album has been like medicine. It has a divine healing quality. I mentioned this once to Thomas Hampson, the American baritone. He said, you ought to tell her so. Sometime later... I did. My favorite track on this album must be Give Me Jesus. It might be my favorite track ever. And here it is. Goodbye. (laughs) 